It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. You know, throughout these games, I keep up a Blackhawks tab on my tweet deck and then a tab of the other team's hashtag throughout the entire game. And again, tweet deck is where you get the tweets in real time. You don't have to keep refreshing your page. And it's become a common theme where the other team's fans often say, not pretty, but we pulled out the victory. Ugly win, but we'll take it. Things like that. That's the type of effect this Blackhawks team is having on other teams, even if they're fighting for the playoffs, even if they are overmatching the Blackhawks. This Blackhawks team continues to give the other team a run for their money almost each and every night. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 9.30 tonight as the Blackhawks fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-1 to down in Florida. They wrap up the road trip 0-2-1. But let's head on down to Florida and bring in Troy Murray, who's been on the call with John Wideman tonight. Troy, more of the same. Uh, I, before we get into the team's effort and everything tonight, I want to talk about the goal that gave Tampa the lead. You called it a heartbreaking goal. Braden Point just throwing it forward. Tough for Peter Mrazek to read it with Seth Jones and Brandon Hagel in front of him. You could you could somewhat sense Tampa Bay brewing up something, but still it's just kind of a, not a fluke goal, but just a, a happenstance that gives Tampa the lead and eventually the game in this one. Yeah, I mean, to give credit to Tampa, you get a guy in front of the net, that's Brandon Hagel. You've got the attention of Seth Jones, so there's two bodies in front of Mrazek. Kucherov does a nice job of just kind of holding it on the boards, on the half boards, until Braden Point finds that little soft area. It's a good play. It's a a high-quality opportunity with the traffic in front of the net. Mrazek doesn't see it. Bang, bang. You know, I, you'd have to get another look at it to see exactly how it broke down, but that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't have that clean of a shot. You want to protect the middle of the ice rather than the outside, and that shot comes through. Mrazek not happy about it. I remember him kind of banging his stick there because he didn't get a good look at that. But give Tampa credit. Their top guys really kind of pushed at the end there. And, you know, unfortunately for the Blackhawks, 59 minutes of really hard, solid effort. Uh, in this game just really comes up empty and uh, I know that's the feeling inside the locker room that you know hey we lost two games in the last few minutes uh, when we could have been right there over this weekend series. Yeah Tampa Bay able to flip the switch like we were talking about in the pregame show. Taylor Radish though with the lone goal for the Hawks tonight he's now got three goals in his last three games Uh, would be a really nice sight to see him start getting incorporated in this offense towards the final stretch of the season. I've liked what I've seen with Johnson, Gutman, and Radish, and uh, you know all those guys are on point streaks now. Gutman's got you know a goal and an assist, or goal and two assists in the last three games. You talked about three goals and an assist for Radish over his last three games. You know, so that that's a good sign. That, that you know Radish isn't uh, an elite or high end goal scorer, but he's a big body and he's got to get to the front of the net. It was a nice read by him to jump in at the right time and. And bury that one past the goaltender, Brian Elliott. Um, there was a lot of good things in this game. I, I, I thought that the Hawks, you know, okay, shots on goal 37-23. They've got to clean that up, and it's not going to be easy against the uh, best team in the league coming <laughs> in on, on Tuesday, the Boston Bruins. Um, but, 
you know, they're, they're working hard. They're giving it everything they got, and you got to give them a lot of credit. You see these guys around the hotel. You see them on the planes, on the buses, and they're, they're good guys. They're hanging in there. They're not putting their heads down. They're not happy when they lose hockey games, that's for sure. But at the same time, they, you know, they know the situation, and they're going to give it everything they got in every game, and I believe that that's what we've seen here. No, for sure. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I know I've been saying it a lot, but the other night, last night, we got a text saying that Luke Richardson has these guys. I, I, I saw that. Too, too inspired. Too inspired. Like, like that's a bad thing, right? And and, <laughs> yeah, and, and like I was I, saying, I didn't. I didn't quite get that one. <laughs> if this, if this is what he's able to do with a roster that's having some trouble being overmatched against their opponents, just imagine what he could do with a team that's competing for the playoffs. I mean. If anything, that's that's got to be the huge silver lining in all of this. I think that when you talk about Luke Richardson, I, I I really think that he's established who he is as a coach, who he is as a person this year, and I, I like both. I think that he's a great man, and I think that he's an excellent coach. So when you you run into players or people, I should say, around the league, um, you know, if they've ever run across Luke Richardson, nothing but good things to say. They love his character. They love who he, who he, what he stands for. And I can't say anything else. I mean, he's been great to us as far as our, our broadcast teams. Um, I know that he talks to John all the time. His answers, answers are thoughtful and, and well thought out. And that's important. I think that, you know, the communication lines between him and the, and the media, him and his group of guys in the room has been excellent this season. And he's really trying to build a foundation here for the, the future. And, you know, it's been a tough year for him. But at the beginning of the season, he says, I'm going to make this hard on Kyle Davidson. And he's done that. He's, he's really put in a solid effort. The whole coaching staff has done a nice job. And I know that he gets frustrated in these type of games because he's competitive and he's got that drive down deep. So uh, it's not easy to accept these types of losses, even though his, his team works extremely hard. Uh, but you also understand where you're at and uh, the group of guys that you have there. You can't criticize them because the effort has been there for the majority of games this year. Totally agree. Troy, I know you got to get going. You guys are hopping on a plane and heading back home. We get to see our buddy Judd Surratt in a couple of days. Yeah, he's coming back in town, and uh, I would imagine that he's all smiles with with his team. <laughs> the way that they have been performing this season, they won earlier this uh, this today in the afternoon against the Red Wings. They did get kind of beat the other night in a tough loss where they were up to nothing. I think heading into the third period, and the Edmonton Oilers able to come back and win that game. Uh, but they are a good hockey team, top to bottom, solid. Their goaltending has been excellent this year, so that's going to be another great challenge uh, at the United Center come Tuesday night. So let's all get down there and cheer on the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, with what we've seen lately, there's there's no reason to think the Hawks can't give the Boston Bruins a run for their money. It'll be tough, but with what we've seen, can't count it out. No, I, I think we're going to see a lot more of the same, where the team is just not going to quit, and they're going to have that effort. And whether they get the results or not, you know, sometimes you can't control it because the other team's got a lot to say in that in that matter, and the schedule doesn't get any easier after that. It's a, a tough road trip after that Boston game. You just kind of turn around and change your clothes, and you've got <laughs> Nashville, Arizona, Colorado, Washington, Minnesota. Uh, in one long road trip coming up after that Boston game. That is a long one. All right, Troy. Well, safe travels. We'll see you in a couple of days, and thanks for all the insight. You bet, Joe. Good uh, job. Likewise. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman on the call tonight as the Hawks fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-1. to Hawks now 0-2-1 on this road trip. 
Uh, with the loss, they now fall to 22-38 and 6 on the season. Tampa Bay picks up its 39th win of the year. Man, how about that? I mean, we kept talking about the Boston Bruins being the fastest team in the NHL to reach 50 victories. I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they've gone to the Stanley Cup final the last three years. They've won it two out of the last three years. They're not even at 40 wins yet. That's how dominant the Boston Bruins are this year. We'll get into more of that later. Again, that is the Hawks' next opponent. It's going to be Tuesday night. I will say that is one of my favorite nights at the United Center, the St. Patrick's Day game. Uh, It's the last home game before the actual St. Patrick's Day, which is Friday on the 17th. Um, And I do want to say for the last handful of years, it's ended up being the Boston Bruins that the team that the Hawks have been taking on. So kind of cool with that Chicago-Boston-Irish connection. Um, Another favorite day of mine is the game right before Christmas at the United Center. Just always a little spin on all the promotions, everything that they do. Everyone's in a good mood. It's it's always a, a fun atmosphere. So again, I highly recommend trying to make it out to the UC Tuesday night for the St. Patrick's Day festivities between the, the Boston Bruins, the best team in hockey, and the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we're taking this post-game show up to 9.30, and we'd like to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Give us a call. Give us a text. We had a couple of callers last night. We had a couple of texters last night, too. And I know I've pulled out what we got uh, from this one specific texture last night about calling uh, the team too inspired by Luke Richardson. And I'm not trying to poke fun at this texture too much uh, because they, they did proceed it with you know understanding the situation the Hawks are in right now and how important it is um, to gain camaraderie with this team and, and how important it is uh, to still have a, a close-knit team even though this is the first year of a rebuild. But I also think that exactly what the phrase was at the end, this team getting too inspired by Luke Richardson, just shows you what type of coach Luke Richardson can be. And again, I've said this a few times, when they hired Luke Richardson this year, it wasn't like any other hire in the NHL. And again, that's not to say, oh, the Blackhawks are this unique, prestigious organization. That That is true, of course. Um obviously, you know, all that. But this is an interesting situation because you're looking to hire for the next coach for this next year, but also for the next successful Blackhawks team. At least that's the plan. So how how can a coach this year benefit a team that isn't constructed to be successful this year? Well, I think you're getting your answer right now in Luke Richardson. And the topic that's been going around on Twitter lately, the fact that Luke Richardson should be receiving some Jack Adam votes for best coach in the NHL, of course, that's that's going to be a little bit far-fetched if they end up, well, they're going to end up probably towards the bottom of the standings, but if they end up with the bottom part of the standings, it's, it's going to be really hard to convince the writers that Luke Richardson deserves a couple of votes, but I think if this trend continues, it might not seem that far-fetched. Both nights coming down, excuse me, all three games on this road trip basically coming down to one goal. I know they lost by two goals tonight, but the empty netter really only mattered for the betters tonight because this was not a two-goal loss by the Blackhawks. They didn't get their first goal until the third period, but this is the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is a big, strong, fast team that has gone on a handful of playoff runs, and it is it is very interesting how 
They pretty much came out and progressed in this game exactly how Troy Murray was talking about. They didn't come out as flat to begin the game like the Florida Panthers did last night. It wasn't quite that to that effect. But it's also... It takes a minute for these teams to get revved up. And I think you have to credit the Hawks for bringing their energy, for bringing their high-intense attitude right from puck drop. Because at the very least, that's what Luke Richardson can do. That's what he can do to get this team ready each and every night. And we continue to see that. And if, if you are one of those fans that is constantly tossing out the word tank, tonight is a, is a perfect world for you, is it not? They keep it competitive for pretty much the entire game. I mean, they made a lot of Tampa Bay fans a little nervous tonight. And they end up not picking up any points, but once again, show what they are worth with their full 60-minute effort. Again, it's another hard-fought effort by this Blackhawks team that you just you can't deny it. You really can't. Let's get to our three-star selection tonight, which is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider. With your collision repair needs, visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. The number three star is the Blackhawks goaltender, Peter Mrazek, who ended up having his fourth game in the last six contests with 31 or more saves. And again, he played in back-to-back nights now after Alex Stalock still dealing with a stomach issue. We were kind of under the impression that Stalock was going to be good to go tonight. That's not the case. Hopefully he's okay. He's had so many setbacks this year, so many speed bumps. Hopefully it's it's nothing but a, a quick recovery for Alex Stalock. The number two star tonight is Tampa Bay's goaltender, Brian Elliott. He had 22 saves in this game. And the number one star, Braden Point. He had each of the first two goals for the Tampa Bay Lightning, ended up having the game-winning goal in the third period. He now extends his point streak to three games. He's got 43 goals on the season. That's a career high for him, and also his 28th career multi-goal game. And It's kind of funny, as I'm looking at the scoring recap on NHL.com and on the game recap of the Blackhawks and the Tampa Bay Lightning, They've got Taylor Radish still in a Tampa Bay Lightning sweater and Brandon Hagel still in a Blackhawks sweater. I was thrown off a little bit because it makes it look like the Hawks didn't score until the very end of Tampa Bay's three goals. But again, a 3-1 loss for the Hawks to the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight down in Florida. Their next game will be back at home against Boston before a five-game road trip. We're taking this post-game show to 9.30 tonight. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we'll hear from Taylor Radish. We'll hear from Cole Gutman. And we'll hear from you, 312-981-7200. Give us a call, give us a text, don't be a stranger. Feel free to express your mind here on the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Well, I owe Peter Mrazek an apology. Said he had 31 saves tonight. He ends up having 34. But again, it's now his fourth game in the last six contests where Peter Mrazek has had 31 or more saves 
for the Chicago Blackhawks. He is our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations. Hawks fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, 3-1 to from the Amelie Arena. They end up getting swept by Tampa Bay in the season series, but this was a much different game than the last time these two teams matched up. Again, even though the scoreboard says 3-1, this, this was not a two-goal loss by the Hawks. They kept it close. They kept it down to one goal until the final minute. And then at the end of the day, Tampa Bay Lightning are able to do what they do, turn on the switch, and turn this game around. And that's exactly what they did. The Hawks leave this road trip winless. They did cough up a couple of leads in the first couple of games. But they did stay competitive in all three with three teams that I guess you could still say have playoff aspirations. I I think the Detroit Red Wings have kind of had that come-to-Jesus moment that they're uh, setting their sights on next year. But still, he uh, uh, rather the Detroit Red Wings, still an eager team to take down the Hawks any opportunity that they can. And they were able to come back and do it Wednesday night, unfortunately. Uh, let's get to the phone lines. And again, if you'd like to call or text, 312-981-7200. We've got Vince that wants to talk about the possible first pick and the lottery odds. Go ahead, Vince. Yeah, I just want to... To get something clarified, uh, as far as this draft goes, I like to say the Bears, for instance, they ended up in last place with the worst, worst record, so they got the first pick. Now, let's say, for instance, the Hawks end up in the same situation, but I remember a couple of games ago you were said that that doesn't uh, mean that even if they, whoever ends up in last place is going to get this top draft choice. Uh, so how does this lottery work in hockey? So how it is, Vince, is that... If you finish at the very bottom of the NHL standings, you are given the best chance of landing the number one overall pick. But it's it's all about ping pong balls. It's all about your odds. So at the moment, I'm looking at what they call tankathon.com right now. The team with the worst record and the worst winning percentage, I should say, is the Columbus Blue Jackets. So at the moment, the Columbus Blue Jackets have a 25.5% chance of landing the number one overall pick. When you have the second least points in the NHL, you drop all the way down to 13.5 points. There's a huge elevation from 2 to 1. Right now, the Blackhawks have the third least points. They're at an 11.5% chance of landing the number 1 overall pick. But the other good thing about falling all the way towards the bottom is you're guaranteed at least a number 1, number 2, or number 3 overall pick. So again, that's the whole purpose of trying to generate your best odds of getting the top draft pick. It's all about ping pong balls. It's all about odds after the season comes to an end. But basically what teams are trying to do now is generate their best chances to make that happen. I believe since the lottery has been implemented 27 years ago, the team that finishes with the least amount of points has gotten the number one overall pick. 10 times, so that's 10 times out of 27 possibility possibilities. Um, so that's what the Hawks are dealing with right now. Does that make sense, Vince? Yeah, well, as, as far as these ping, these ping pong balls go, what, what, does the last place team got like, like an extra ball or so? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly all the semantics of it, but, but basically, I mean, everything's going around in, in the roulette, and um, once it comes down to, you know, the number one pick, that's that's when it gets plucked. So, um, yeah, it's it's 
figuratively or literally. I, I think it's it's still ping pong balls. I could be wrong, but figuratively at least, it's yes, you're given the most types of odds. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought, but I just wanted to you know, clarify that uh, what I was thinking uh, was actually true. And uh, you clarified it for me. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Vince. Have a good night. You too now. All right, that is Vince. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. You can give us a call or you can give us a text. Uh, Hawks fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, 3-1. to one. We do have some sound to get to, but before we do that, uh, let's get to a quick break for station identification. The Blackhawks, Wildcats, and the NFL play here on AM720. On smart speakers, say play WGN Chicago. I mentioned earlier that we were going to hear from Taylor Radish on the other end of the break. That's not the case. We're going to hear from Tyler Johnson, another former Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, So I'm sorry for being so off the page tonight. But Tyler Johnson helping out Taylor Radish get that first goal for the Hawks tonight, visiting his former team. Let's hear from the Blackhawks forward. Kind of tough to have it come down and to lose that way. I mean, yeah. I I thought, uh, you know, overall I thought our game was pretty good. I thought we had a lot of chances. you know, Mirazic played unbelievable and kept us in it too. So it was a close game. Um, came down to the end there. Obviously, you wish that wouldn't happen, but uh, you know, you gotta take some positives. All three games on this trip have kind of been heartbreakers in that way. Is it tough to you know mentally regroup after each one. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess it wears on you a little bit, but uh, you know, we have to do a good job turning the page and get going. And I think our starts in all our games have been pretty solid. It's just we got to continue to keep on pushing, and I, I thought today was better than uh, the last couple of games as far as keeping the play going. But, um, you know, just in the end, we just didn't get the bounce, I guess. Is there any special meaning still for you coming back here? Oh, I think there will always be a special meeting. Um, you know, I was here for so long, had so many memories. Uh, you know, a lot of those guys are some of my best friends still. So, um, you know, it's always fun playing here. Uh, would like to get a better result, but, uh, you know, it's always fun being back. Luke talked before the game that about kind of a focus on D zone coverage off faceoffs recently, and um, their first goal was shortly after a faceoff. But I guess how would you assess how the team did with that tonight? Yeah, I mean, the last two games, um, we've been up the exact same face-off goal, basically, and we've talked about it. We just needed to correct it. And, um, you know, Tampa obviously has a good pre-scout, and they're trying to do it in the first period quite a bit, the exact same play. But we were a lot better in uh, the details and stopping that. But, uh, no, face-offs is huge. Everyone has to be on the same page. And, um, you know, you got to get the puck. And if you're not getting the puck, you at least have to make it so you're stopping something. So I thought it was a little bit better, but uh, we can always improve on it. It's one of those obvious cliche things to say about hockey where how important face-offs are for a team. But I think it's a, it's a little bit more elevated with the Blackhawks because, I mentioned this earlier, I mean, they no longer have three of their top face-off guys. And Jonathan Taves, Max Domi, and Sam Lafferty. Hopefully we get a return of Jonathan Taves, but no way of knowing or telling that right now. Um the Hawks were doing a great job in the face-off circle in the first period. Things leveled off in the second, and then eventually, let's see, at the end of the game, it ended up being Tampa Bay in favor on the face-off circle, 57 to 43%. But that was Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times asking those questions, and he had asked Luke Richardson about this last couple of games because a couple of big goals have come right off the face-off. And it just it allows the other team, especially good teams with good structure like Florida and Tampa Bay, the ability to just generate a quality chance right away 
and quickly and without much disruption when they win a face-off cleanly like they have in these past couple of games. So that can definitely burn the Hawks towards this last stretch of the season. So I think that's something to maybe keep an eye on in terms of the Blackhawks' face-off productivity and how many goals they're coughing up straight from face-offs. Again, it's it's not the do-or-die part of the game, but it can play a big role. And uh, I think also you heard Tyler Johnson sound even keel there, too. I mean, that's that's a heartbreaking loss. Hawks are nearly able to force out at least one point against a good team like Tampa, and then they end up without any points. But, you know, even just Tyler Johnson's demeanor, and I know this team knows they're not going to the playoffs. I know that's very evident. But these guys never sound too discouraged. And again, I think it's because of what Tyler Johnson also said, being overall pleased with the team's overall effort. And at the end of the day, for the most part, that's what we can evaluate this team on because wins and losses are going to be tough to evaluate down this final stretch of the season. Now it's a matter of focusing on the players that might have a future with this Hawks team and continuing to see what type of energy, attitude, and turnout that this team has, courtesy of their coaching staff and their head coach, Luke Richardson. Cole Gutman has some ties with the Tampa Bay Lightning as well. He was originally drafted by Tampa Bay. He helped out on Taylor Radish's goal also. Let's hear from Cole Gutman. It's kind of tough to, to lose in the last minute like that. Yeah, it's uh, really not a good way to, way to lose. I thought we were in it all game, and I thought the guys were playing really well. And Obviously, they got some, some good players, and they just capitalized, but yeah, that's a tough way to lose. What I guess you guys talk about in the second intermission it seemed like you guys were, were pretty fired up for the third period. Yeah, we liked our game last night too. We just wanted to carry that over to tonight, and thought we did a good job of that. I played a really good game. Just that last minute, that goal, pretty detrimental for you to get the assist and in a place where you were drafted originally. Is there any meaning to that? Yeah, I mean this is just a cool place to play in general, and obviously uh, Raddy's pretty hot right now, so I just want to give him the puck as much as possible. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was just cool to play here. Yeah, I kind of joked around about it that uh, the Blackhawks' lone goal tonight came from their former Tampa Bay Lightning line. Taylor Radish scored it. Cole Gutman had the primary assist. Tyler Johnson with the secondary assist. Obviously, both Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish coming from Tampa to the Blackhawks in trades. Remember Tyler Johnson coming over on the Brent Seabrook trade that helped out the Blackhawks' cap space? And then, yeah, Cole Gutman drafted by Tampa Bay but never ended up going towards that organization. He ended up going to college instead. But things working out for him quite well here with the Hawks right now as he's uh, been getting a lot of playing time, continuing a little bit of a point streak now. Cole Gutman scoring a goal last night against Florida, forcing it to overtime. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. We're also going to hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson. Let's hear from the Blackhawks head coach. Kind of tough to have that kind of third period and then lose in the last minute. Yeah, I thought we played well uh, the whole game. And unfortunately, you know, they have some explosive players and they uh, they just seem that one puck through us, uh, you know, obviously in the last minute. And it's, uh, it's heartbreaking because I really feel like our guys really put it all out there today. And, uh, you know, I thought we controlled the pace of that game and, and it was good. I thought we had some really good chances in the third after we scored. We got some momentum there. But uh, they're a good team, and they're hard on their sticks, and uh, you know we just couldn't get that next one. And unfortunately, uh, it would have been nice uh, to 
to get it get to overtime, but that would have been a challenge too against a team like this. Do you kind of feel emotionally for the guys? You said there was heartbreaking when they put in effort and don't get the. Yeah, rebound. but I'm not getting down, and I don't think they they should. Like they they're going to not accept this right now, and that's that's a that's what the way it should be. It's the NHL, and uh, they don't like to lose. Uh, you, you don't want to hear, "Oh, we had a good effort." That, that gets old after a while, but. You know, for the coaches, we analyze the game and, and realize what we saw, and, and it was. But, uh, you know, we'll get to that tomorrow or the next day at practice and uh, reassure the things uh, that we did well and, uh, you know, maybe just look at a few things that we could, uh, you know, maybe tighten up a little bit better against, like, you know, uh, one of the best teams in the league the last, uh, you know, half dozen, ten years. You talked about the coverage off D-zone face-offs before the game, and seemed like they were getting a decent number of chances off offensive zone face-off wins again. How, how would you assess that? Yeah, but nothing in the middle. Uh, you know, I think uh, anything they had was from the point or the outside, and I thought, uh, you know, in the first period we might have missed the cue on one, but uh, we talked about it in between the first period and second, and I thought in the second we did a much better job. You know, if you lose a draw, they're going to get something off of it, but we gave up the outside, and that's what we wanted, and uh, Peter was very good on those uh, all night. And um, you know, I mean, it would have been really nice to get him that extra goal tonight too. How would you how would you rate his performance in the back to backs? Uh, he's been great both games, like solid. Uh, you know, he he gave us a chance both nights, and uh, you know that tonight they had some point blankers, and not just one, they're like uh, multiple in a row uh, because that's what they're good at. And uh, so you know, he had a couple uh, two bang saves there for for uh, for one and uh, you know what that just uh, gives us even more confidence as we're playing offense uh, and through the neutral zone that we know that he just gave us a big lift we got to go try and get him something at the other end for the one goal for it to be all three guys former draft picks of the lightning is that cool to see yeah it was neat i think um you know i mean those guys were pumped to play here tonight and uh, i think they all played very well so it was great to uh Great to see. It was great to see Rads get that goal, and I know Tyler was pushing. He had a few chances, so it was nice to get you know him on the board with that goal as well. But uh, you know what? I think uh, you know our guys right now. They're just uh, they're a little bit uh, you know deflated after giving uh, two nights of great uh, effort against two strong teams down here. But uh, you know what? We're just gonna. Uh, reassure that they did so many things right that we're going in the right direction and uh, you know we'll, we'll learn from this and uh, when you turn the corner that uh, the lessons of losing in the last minute they they turn into winning in the last minute and that's what we gotta that's what we get have to get to more love given to Peter Morazic and rightly so again in net back-to-back nights I brought this up to Troy that you know it's something we have seen in the past it's it's kind of now goaltenders nowadays once you see that back-to-back it's pretty much assume that you're going to go with one guy one night and another guy the other night. But as Troy said, it's your job. Go ahead and do it. And Peter Mrazek's not a guy that's going to complain about that whatsoever. Not even to mention how much time that Mrazek and Stalock, for that matter, have both missed. All they want is consistency. All they want is to get in between the pipes as most as they possibly can. So great to see Peter Mrazek standing up to the challenge again tonight. Again, he had 34 saves, fourth game out of the last six contests where he's had 31 or more saves. We've got more to get to. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Going to read a few of your texts on the other end of this break. We'll also listen to how it sounded over at the Amelie Arena tonight as the Blackhawks fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And some good news from down on the farm. We'll tell you about a few of the Blackhawks' prospects as well. Blackhawks postgame show until 9.30 tonight as they fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-1. to You're listening to Blackhawks Hockey on 720 WGN.
Recapping a Blackhawks loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, 3-1 to down in Florida. Hawks wrapping up their road trip without a victory. They get one point out of it, taking the Florida Panthers to overtime last night. The Hawks now on the season, 22-38-6. The Tampa Bay Lightning improved to 39-21-6. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show up until 9.30 tonight. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We got a text from the 779 area code. I believe this is our friends from the Wells family. Joe, I'm one Blackhawks fan that hates the word tank. They played a good game, lost in the final minute. Uh, I'm with you. I, I actually I avoid that word as much as I can for multiple reasons. Um, mainly, the Hawks use the phrase rebuild, which is what it is. Um, the, the term tank is kind of more of the uh, slang term, I guess you would say. And uh, again, no matter where the Hawks are as an organization, the players and the coaching staff are not rebuilding. They are trying to prove their worth with this team or just in the NHL in general. They've got to show what they're made of, what they can bring to the table, whether if it's for the Hawks next year or if it's for another team. And again... There has been a lot of tweets lately about Luke Richardson receiving some Coach of the Year award votes for the Jack Adams. I mean, again, if these efforts continue, especially after the trade deadline, I know there's still a good chunk of the season left, wouldn't be surprised if he ended up getting a couple of votes. I won't go as far as him winning it, but wouldn't be surprised if he ended up getting a couple of votes. Uh, Let's get to how it sounded tonight down in Florida, but again, if if you'd like to chime in, 312-981-7200. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. But tonight in Florida, we were very intrigued on what kind of start the Tampa Bay Lightning were going to have. They haven't been playing that great of hockey as of late. Just one regulation win in their last seven games. They, they're they going to head to the playoffs. They're going to be a, another team to expect a long playoff run. But this Hawks team has kind of surprised a, a handful of teams by getting off to better starts and taking control of the game. And that was kind of the case tonight. They were outshot in that first period, 7-4. to We got to see Lucas Reichel utilizing his speed, stealing the puck over in Tampa Bay zone, generating a chance. Nothing came from it. And then we moved into the second period with no Steven Stamkos. He actually left halfway through the first period. He got tangled up with Joey Anderson along the boards. Uh, looks like the update that we saw from the Lightning the Lightning's Twitter is that uh, they don't expect it to be too long of an absence for Steven Stamkos. But later in that second period is when Tampa Bay was able to strike first. Edmund now in front of the net, leaves it for point, he shoots and scores! Victor Hedman from the bottom of the left wing circle had the puck moving ever so slowly toward the Hawk net and at the last second flipped it in front for Braden Point. He got away a shot. Mrazek made the initial save, but Point followed up with his rebound and put it past Mrazek. It's one nothing Tampa Bay. Yeah, it was a great patient pass by Victor Hedman, just kind of waiting for somebody to cruise in, maybe create some space, and Braden Point did that. Scored his 42nd goal on the season. That's a career high. He extends his point streak to three games. But, you know, we were talking so much about how the Tampa Bay Lightning are a team that can just flip the switch and turn things on whenever they want, kind of like the Blackhawks of old, what they were able to do when they were winning those cups. But that pass by Victor Hedman has kind of reminded me of just what the Hawks used to be capable of as well, just 
having all the composure in the world, handling the puck. You're right on the goal line. All this craziness is going on in the crease, but just whoop, little pass to Braden Point. Slaps it past Mrazic, and the Lightning jump out to a one nothing lead. But that was the score for quite some time. Nobody scored at the remainder of that second period. And then in the third period, again, we are interested in what type of response the Blackhawks were going to have. Played pretty tough with Tampa Bay through the first 40 minutes. But is this an opportunity for the Lightning just to really get their engines revved and, and really start to roll in the third period? Well, the Blackhawks had other plans. Here's Gutman into the Lightning zone to Tyler Johnson, firing from the top of the left circle. Blocker save. Another shot by Radish. He scores! And this one hits the top shelf. Off of a quick feed from below the goal line by Cole Gutman. And the Blackhawks have tied the score at one. And you hear the reaction here in Tampa Bay from the Hawk fans that are on hand. Yeah, John and Troy and even the TV broadcast were pretty complimentary of all the Blackhawks fans that were able to make it down to Florida. Troy was saying maybe a few snowbirds up there. But I've always associated Arizona as the place for the snowbirds for Chicago. And then Florida's more of the East Coast population. But who knows? Could be wrong. Either way, great job, Blackhawks fans, showing the support down at the Amelie Arena. And uh, great job by Taylor Radish and even that entire line, a full former Tampa Bay Lightning line of Taylor Radish, Cole Gutman, and Tyler Johnson. I know Cole Gutman never played with the Tampa Bay Lightning, but still had the connections there as he was drafted. And like we were saying with Troy, great to see Taylor Radish getting involved offensively more. That's now his third goal in his last three games. Great to see Cole Gutman continue to contribute offensively and defensively too, but from the moment he came up here from Rockford, he brought that shoot-first mentality. And I do think it's allowed the Hawks to get a little bit contagious with that. And hopefully that continues. But Cole Gutman's just another guy that was down in Rockford doing the right things. And then he brings up that style here to the Hawks. It's it's great to see. And again, hopefully it, can, it, can, it continues. That would be the only time the Hawks scored tonight, though. Later on, Jujar Kara... Dropping the mitts with Chernak, and uh, great to see Jujar Kara continuing his physicality. We know the setbacks that he's had this year. Uh, great to see him be okay after that fight, too. Kind of held back after Chernak hit the ice, too. Didn't lay him in with any cheap shots. But then later on, the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to take, or rather retake the lead. Sergachev right point. The Kucherov to point in the slot. He shoots and scores. With exactly one minute left in regulation, the Lightning take a 2-1 lead. Point from Kucherov at 19 minutes of period number three. 28th career multi-goal game for Braden Point. As Troy had mentioned, Seth Jones and Brandon Hagel just kind of sliding in front of Peter Mrazek in that instance. Hawks are doing a great job of holding down Tampa. It was kind of a happenstance situation, but you got to give credit for to Tampa for continuing that pressure. you got to give credit to the Blackhawks for putting them in that spot where they need a late goal like that to take the lead. And then eventually Peter Mrazek was pulled and it was the former Blackhawk burning his former team. Seth Jones, eight seconds on the clock. Pass up ice into the skates of Reichel. Hawk line. Hagel will take it from center ice and fire. He scores. An empty net goal by former Hawk Brandon Hagel will put this game out of reach for the Hawks. Two seconds left in the game. Final score is going to be 3-1 Tampa Bay. So again, the Hawks fall to 22-38-6 with the loss. Tampa Bay improves to 39-21-6 with the win. Hawks remain at 50 points, taking a look at the scoreboard, which we will go a little bit more in-depth later on. The Columbus Blue Jackets lose to the Blues today, 
five to two. So the Hawks stay three points behind the Blue Jackets towards the bottom of the standings. The San Jose Sharks are playing later tonight. They're hosting the Minnesota Wild. We're going to take one last break. When we come back, we'll take a look around the NHL, tell you about some Blackhawks prospects, and wrap this sucker up. You're listening to the Blackhawks Post Game Show, 720 WGN. Even though the Blackhawks fall tonight to the Tampa Bay Lightning, a lot of the future Blackhawks contributing tonight. Frank Nazar of Michigan picked up an assist in Michigan's Win over Ohio State in the Big Ten Tournament. Gavin Hayes had a hat trick for the Flint Firebirds of the OHL. Aiden Thompson of the University of Denver with a goal. Dominic James of the University of Minnesota Duluth with a goal and an assist. Same markers for the same team for Wyatt Kaiser. And then Jake Wise of Ohio State had a goal and an assist tonight. That is some of your future stars for the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to the Post Game Show as we're wrapping things up before Steve and Johnny take over at 9.30. But let's get to how it sounded around the NHL tonight, and we'll start in Arizona. McCord walks in, Kale, a drag move, shoots, and scores! That's Mark Moser of Altitude Sports, the Colorado Avalanche, a 3-2 winner over the Arizona Coyotes. Colorado now 36-22-6 and on the year. Let's go to Pittsburgh. In the slot for Gensel, over to Crosby, shoots, he scores! Sidney Crosby with a missile from the right wing circle, up over the right shoulder of Hart, and it's a PPG for PGH, 2-1. 29th goal of the season for Sid the Kid, and the Pittsburgh Penguins give their head coach Mike Sullivan his 400th career win. Penguins now 6-1-1 in their last eight games, a 5-1 victory over the Flyers in the Battle of Philadelphia. That's our buddy Josh Getzoff of Penguins Radio. Let's go, go to Buffalo. Fox shoots, it's blocked. Shot, score! Rangers win! Artemi Panarin in overtime, and the Rangers defeat the Sabres with a power play goal. By the score of 2-1. to one. Kenny Albert of MSG Radio Network as the Rangers pick up a win. They're 37th of the year. You heard the former Blackhawk Artemi Panarin with the overtime game winner. But Patrick Kane, his 18th goal of the season, his second with the New York Rangers in back-to-back games now with his new team. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Sabres suffer their fourth loss in a row. Our final highlight is also our next game preview as the Hawks will host the Boston Bruins on Tuesday. Drops to Greer, shoots, Helbert the same rebound, they score! Garnet Hathaway gets his first as a Bruin, took the rebound over at the far post and cranked it home! Bruins 3, Red Wings 2! That's our buddy Judd Surratt of 98.5, the Sports Hub. He'll be at the United Center on Tuesday. So will the Boston Bruins, who are the fastest team in NHL history to 50 wins. They come back after being down from Detroit 2-0 today, pull off a 3-2 victory. The Bruins also have now already clinched a playoff spot. I see it popping up all over their Twitter. I think the 76th time that the Boston Bruins have made it to the postseason. Don't quote me on that. For some reason, that number seems way too large. But if it is correct, boy, is it impressive. Uh, Other games that are already final tonight, the Toronto Maple Leafs top the Edmonton Oilers 7-4. Toronto improves to 40-17-8 on the season. William Nylander with his 34th of the year. Austin Matthews with his 30th. 
The New Jersey Devils, a 3-1 victory over the Montreal Canadiens. St. Louis tops Columbus 5-2 in Columbus. Former Blackhawk Brandon Saad scoring in that one. Jordan Cairo with a pair of goals. The Vegas Golden Knights, 4-0 shutout over the Carolina Hurricanes with Jonathan Quick in net. For the Vegas Golden Knights. Winnipeg Jets topped the Panthers in overtime. So back-to-back overtime games for Florida. They beat the Blackhawks last night. They fall 5-4 tonight as Mark Scheifele had the game-winning goal. The Washington Capitals with a 5-1 victory over the New York Islanders. Denying the Isles of their fourth consecutive win. Former Blackhawk Dylan Strom scoring in that one. Only other games going on right now. The Dallas Stars visiting the Seattle Kraken. That matchup's going to happen three more times. I should say two more times. Over the next 11 days, Ottawa's on the road against Vancouver. Minnesota Wild will drop the puck against the San Jose Sharks in California later tonight. And the Nashville Predators take on the L.A. Kings. Blackhawks hockey's been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser. ComEd. ComEd powering business, powering lives. United Airlines and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com emergency plumbing service. Big thanks to our production crew here at the WGN studios of Kevin Wells and Ben Anderson. Our Brett, or rather our engineering crew was Brett Jackson, Dan Long, and the tireless Krista Flores. John Weidman had the call from Tampa Bay. Troy Murray was on color. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. Hawks fall to Tampa Bay 3-1. Ron Brown has your news next. After that, it's Steve and Johnny. We'll talk to you tomorrow night on Blackhawks Live. That's Monday night at 7 o'clock. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.